Hi, I'm Joseph McClendon III, and welcome to the Cure for the Common Life podcast. Listen, you know as well as I do that motivation, empowerment, and inspirational stories, they're all well and good, but that's not what keeps us going. That's not what's going to change your life, and that's not what's going to move the needle in your health, your wealth, your happiness, your abundance, or your ability to be able to help other people and make a difference. What keeps us going, what produces results in our lives is activity, not action, activity. And when you can get yourself past the things that stop you and hold you back, that's when you'll thrive and that's when you'll crush it. And I humbly offer you these tools and strategies to kick your own ass and make the changes so that you can thrive. But most of all, I'm going to give you something every single time that you can do to create a change in yourself. Life is exactly what you dare to make it and fortune favors the bold, baby. So if you're ready, let's bold. Hey, what's good? Welcome back to The Cure for the Common Life. I'm Joseph McClendon III, and in keeping with many of the requests and in keeping what I said on the last podcast, I'm going to talk to you about some more life hacks, if you will, things that you can do to improve your life and help you go further, faster in life. And again, I I do enjoy introducing you to my friends and, and doing interviews, and there certainly will be more of that. I will mix some of those up have um, in the wings people like Les Brown and uh, Marcus Miller and, oh, the list goes on and on. However, as I said before, I've gotten a lot of requests and people are saying they really enjoy the uh, life hacks and things like that. And um, if you're just now, if this is your first time meeting with us now or, or listening to me now, I say us because, as I said before, oftentimes it'll be more than just me. Welcome. We're always talking about and bringing things to the table to help you improve the quality of your life and help you go and do what I call go further, faster in your life. I always ask people, do you want what you want sooner rather than later? And it's a resounding yes across the board. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't get to take the time to be patient and smell the roses and do those things in your own time. Of course you do. You still, you certainly have that option. <laughs> but here's what I've found out is that most people don't have the time or don't, don't uh, create the time or get through time fast enough to get to that place where they can, they can smell the roses or relax and do those things. You want to get there sooner rather than later. And so that is always my outcome is to give you processes that you can do that. You know, I'm by profession a neuropsychologist. So if you come into my office and you got a fear of heights or something like that, you don't want to wait another 10 years. You want it over with right now. And so through my unorthodox methodology, um, something that I call neuroencoding, I'm going to help you get through that much, much quicker. And so with that uh, backdrop, Anything that I tell you, anything that I talk to you about are proven methods of being able to speed up any process or the the processes that I'm talking about or the topic that I'm going to be talking about on this particular day. Today, I'm going to talk about something that most of us are a little confused about. Sometimes people say, okay, Joseph, I want, I, I need to be more driven. And I go, why? Why do you say that? And they go, well, because I don't always do the things that I say I'm going to do. And I say, okay, well, listen, let me ask you this question. Do you procrastinate? And everybody always says yes. Most of us do. Procrastination is, let's just say, a human trait. And I, and then I ask, and I'll ask you as well, do you understand what procrastination is? And most people don't. So I'm going to give you a definition. I'm going to give you something that you can do to help you get over that so that you can put that as part of something that you used to do or at least drastically reduce doing now. But I will say this. Procrastination 
hesitation, fear of failure, fear of success. Those are all the thieves of our dreams, aren't they? When we want to do something, we know we want to do something. And let's just say we want to have a better body. We want to lose some weight or we want to gain some more muscle or we want to have more health. That is going to require doing something, isn't it? It's going to require getting off our butts. It's going to require eating a bit differently. It's going to require doing something different than we are used to doing. Used to doing. Used to doing. Something that we become comfortable with. And again, oftentimes when I talk about things, I use the low-hanging fruit of making money or losing weight. And it's not that that is, those are the end-all and be-all, but those are the easy things that most of us can understand. And most of us have had some sort of experience with one of those things. And so it is, whatever whatever I talk about, synonymous with anything else that you're doing. It is the process that creates progress, not the knowledge not the information, not the wisdom. It is the process that makes changes. You see, if you come to me and you got a, like I always use, like a fear of dogs or something, do I have to know how you got this fear? The answer is no. Oftentimes I'll talk about it so you can feel better, but I don't have to know why. Because I know that if I go in and I work with the cause, if I go, if I go to the source which is how we're thinking, what we're thinking in that moment, which is what is making us feel a certain way. If I eliminate that source and if I attack that source, then guess what? The symptom is no longer going to show up. You know, we have a saying, and you may have heard me say this before, and that is that it's never too late to have a happy childhood. What that means is you can't change what happened, but you can change how you feel about what happened. And if you change how you feel about what happened, then you'll change what you do. And when I say do, the actual physical activities that you take, but get this, when I say do, I mean the physical doing that your body is doing in that moment, the the way your heart is beating, the way the blood is coursing through your system, the endorphins, the dopamines, the adrenalines, the testosterone, the oxytocin, and the things that are being released in your moment, in your body in that moment, those are something that you are doing. That cocktail of, of, of solutions, hormones, and things like that cause you to feel a certain way. And if you feel a certain way, then you will physically do something. You'll get off your ass and you'll go do something. And I'm going to tell you now, most people, like I said, they're looking, Joseph, I need more drive. And I say, no, you don't. You got all the drive in the world. You need more pull. Something that pulls you towards what you want. Because nobody likes to be pushed. Drive means that you got to be pushed yourself. You got to cause, you got to force yourself to get up and do it. You know, I got to go exercise. I got to eat right. I got to go do this. You know, I got to make this phone call. I got to start this business. I got to do this recording. I got to do this. I got to do that. Because if I don't do it, then this is going to happen. But check this out. That conversation that I just had, which none of us are strangers to, is painful. Now, I don't mean painful like, you know, you got you know, a deep cut in your leg painful. I mean, it's emotional painful, emotionally painful. And that is oftentimes, and as I will say, 90% of the time, more effective in keeping you where you are than some sort of physical pain. If you broke your foot, but you still had pull to go do something, you'd get that foot fixed, you'd get it casted, and you'd get back up on it. You'd go and do it. You'd go make it happen. Look, you always find a way and you always find the, the, the enthusiasm. You always find the power, the energy to do whatever is the most important to you in that moment. Even if you didn't want to, if your child was in danger, 
And even if you didn't want to, even if you knew it was going to be dangerous, but you value your child, you're going to get up off your ass. You're going to go do what it was. You're going to risk your own life to save that because in that moment, you're being pulled towards something and that's saving that child's life. I know that sounds radical and sounds drastic, but that's the way we work 24-7. Our brain is always making these comparisons and making this judgment and saying, this is what this means. This means more to me to either sit here on this couch eating bonbons or shoveling ice cream down my throat, watching Netflix. That is more important in this moment than getting up and doing something to work on my body and getting, and getting in shape. The brain is always doing that. Now, where does it get its values from? Where does it get that comparison? Where does it get that it's going to say, this is better than that. This is what I want. And this is what I don't want. This is what I'm going to do. And what this is what I'm not going to do. Well, here's what it comes down to. It comes down to pain and pleasure. Long-term pain and long-term pleasure. Short-term pain and short-term pleasure. And here's what I mean. Again, let's use exercise. And let's say you're, you want to lose 20 pounds. You want to lose 50 pounds. And you have a habit. And that habit is after you eat your dinner at night, and let's say, you, you know, you, you, you ate, let's just say, not, some not so healthy food that wasn't good for you. And after that's over, you have a habit of going and sitting on the couch and eating a bowl full of ice cream. And even though you know it's bad for you, remember, knowledge isn't power. Even though you know that is the worst time of night to be eating that much sugar and after that meal and to be sitting around doing nothing at all, ah, this feels good. You unbutton the top loop in your pants (laughs) and you sit back and you eat that ice cream. Then you find yourself watching another movie, watching another commercial, and you didn't even at all get off that couch. Now, Let's go through this. That feels good in the moment. But then there's a part of your brain that goes, wait a minute. You know what? You're busting out of your pants. That's the reason why you got to unloosen that top button there. You know what? You're getting unhealthy. You're not looking so good. You're not looking the way you do. You don't fit in your clothes the way that you did before. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. That is terrible. Now, let's take a look at what I said. Remember what I said about long-term pain, long-term pleasure, short-term pain, short-term pleasure. We will always always default to the one that we think is going to give us the most immediate pleasure and alleviate us from a pain, from pain immediately said differently if you think about okay exercising in the moment that's painful that's immediate pain in the form of it's going to be uncomfortable you got to get up and you got to do this. And your brain goes, I did it before. That doesn't feel good. I don't want to do it. I'm tired. I don't want to do it. That is short-term pain in that moment. So your brain goes, pleasure is better. Let's eat ice cream. And it goes towards that. Even though your brain is going, hey, listen, in the future, you're going to, you know, you're going to look better if you get off your butt and you, you put that ice cream down and you, you go drink some water and you go, you know, walk around the block or you, you, you exercise, you do something. Your brain does that unconsciously most of the time. But guess what? That is long term. That's out there in the future. That's out there in the distance. That's further away. And that doesn't feel as good as the short term pleasure of eating that ice cream. 
And your brain at the same time goes, listen, if you don't do this, six months from now, you're going to be fatter. Six months from now, you're going to have less energy. Six months from now, your, your arteries are going to be clogged and so on and so forth. Your brain says, well, yeah, but that's six months from now. I'm going to eat ice cream. And because you don't have that association to six months from now, guess what you do? You eat ice cream. I hope this makes sense. But this is the syntax behind every time you procrastinate. Your brain goes, what is the short-term pain right now? Get away from that as quickly as possible. And the long-term pleasure is eating that ice cream. Or the long-term pleasure is, you know, not making that phone call that you need to do. The long-term pleasure, when I say pleasure, I mean alleviation of that pain. It might not feel super good in that moment. Because you say to me, listen, you know, I smoke cigarettes. And even though I know I don't want to smoke cigarettes, when I take that, that puff of that cigarette, now it's actually starting to hurt my lungs in that moment. But guess what? You have such because remember, repetition is the mother of all skill. Anything that you've repeated over and over again, smoking those cigarettes over and over again, eating that ice cream, watching that television, that's what we become comfortable with. Comfort is pleasure. Comfort is where our brain will continue to go. And if we do nothing about it, it's just going to be a geometrically growing problem, which is where it is with most people. That is why most people procrastinate. Procrastination is nothing more than making the choice consciously and unconsciously, to go towards the thing that you're used to being and that you know that you'll get the most pleasure from in the moment. It's moving away from long-term pain. It's moving towards towards short-term pleasure and away from short-term pain. And it's moving away from long-term, and when I say long-term, I mean out there in the future, distant pain. It's moving away from distant pain and moving towards uh, uh, distant pleasure, always. Always moving, actually always moving towards immediate pleasure. And that is why we do those things. So if you ever question yourself, why am I doing this? Which we do. I can remember times when I'd sit there and I'd go, Joseph, listen, you need to get up. You need to do this. Why are you not doing this? And by the way, when I'm beating myself up and I make myself feel bad because I'm not doing it, guess what my brain does? This doesn't feel good, Joseph. Let's eat cake. (laughs) Let's eat ice cream. Let's do this or whatever. Or it starts to rationalize and make excuses. Okay, this doesn't feel good right now. I'm never going to do this again. Tomorrow, I'm going to do this. And it gets me out of my pain. I let myself out of my pain in that moment. And so I hope this is clear. I hope you get it, that this is how you function as a human being. And it doesn't make you a bad person. It's just the way that we are. And so you might say to yourself, Joseph, okay, well, what's the solution? How do I stop procrastinating? Well, listen, you don't stop procrastinating. You don't stop anything. You start doing something else. And the best, easiest, quickest, fastest way is to catch yourself doing it wrong, snap yourself out of it, and I'll tell you how here in a moment, and then reward yourself. You don't have to be absolutely 1,000% successful in doing it, but if you just do the practice of catch yourself doing it, or even better yet, causing yourself to feel bad and snapping yourself out of it, and in rewarding yourself, your nervous system will quickly learn to do it automatic. And the very thing that was causing you to procrastinate will be the the very thing that triggers you to do the right thing in that moment. And so I want you to write this down. Feel bad, comma, interrupt your pattern, comma, feel good, comma, celebrate. Feel bad, interrupt the pattern, feel good, celebrate. Let me tell you what that means. Don't wait for it. Don't wait until you're sitting on the couch feeling bad. You can, you can do it, then it's still going to be effective. But why would you wait? 
do what I call a preemptive strike. Sometime during the day, even when you're comfortable, you know me, I use technology, set your phone and your phone goes, okay, when it goes off, you go, okay, let me work on my procrastination. Think about something. And again, let's use, you know, exercising as the example. Think about something that you don't want to do. Okay. And when you think about it, your brain is going to start going, oh, that doesn't feel good. Uh, And as soon as you do, jump to your feet and shake yourself out, interrupt your pattern. Now, if you go back a couple podcasts, you'll remember me talking about a pattern interrupt is anytime you're in a pattern, in any pattern of thought or even your physical body, as soon as you radically shift it, as soon as you change it, then three things happen. No longer, you're no longer in that state, focused or hearing that, thinking that. Number two, you actually create a blank spot called a scotoma. And then number three, you create a vacuum. And that vacuum means you can fill it up with whatever you want. So if you're sitting there feeling bad about anything and you just jump up in the moment and shake yourself out, you're no longer feeling bad in that moment. Your brain is actually going, why did I do this? Is this working? Is that guy Joseph full of crap? Whatever your brain is doing, but you're no longer in that same state that you were. And your brain is going, what, 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 what? It's wide open. We've all done stuff like that. You guy, I got to go get the ink pen out of the, out of the kitchen. You stand up and go in the kitchen and you can't remember what you came in the kitchen for because you interrupted your pattern. And in that moment, your brain is wide open and it's a vacuum and nature always wants to fill up a vacuum. So in that moment, all you got to do is smile because as soon as you smile, you physiologically make your brain release dopamine and your brain says, oh, wait a minute, we felt bad and we interrupted our pattern and that feels good. And then you celebrate and your brain goes, let's just do it again. Let's do it again. And the more you practice it, the more you'll get better at replacing that, the more you'll get better at doing the thing that you want. And here's the greatest part about it, perhaps, and that is it becomes global. And what I mean by that is you may work on, you know, eating too much cake (laughs) or not exercising, but guess what? It'll have an effect on everything else that you do as well. You'll find yourself getting up and doing more. You'll find yourself going after the things that you, you could, should, would do. You'll find yourself with more energy. You'll find yourself with more drive especially in the case of breaking bad habits. Now, I know this is really, really simple, but look, it's the simple stuff. Like I always say that people, they look past it. They don't, they don't do the simple stuff. Well, I've been doing the simple stuff my whole life and I've been teaching people the simple stuff and that's how I get the results that I get in myself and other people as well. Feel bad on purpose. Cause yourself to do it. If you catch yourself feeling bad, because you didn't do something. Oh, I got to get up. I got to go do this. And by the way, you can do this the first thing in the morning. When you wake up in the morning, you catch yourself going, oh, I don't want to get up in the morning. Snap yourself out of it. Jump to your feet, shake yourself out, smile, pat yourself on the back. Because what happens is as soon as you do that, especially when you jump to your feet and shake yourself out, some sort of radical physical movement, what happens? Number one, dopamine release. Number two, adrenaline release. Number three, you get all kinds of oxytocin, all of those things. Your blood is pumping. Your body is moving. It's being rewarded. It's going, that's what I'm here for. I'm not meant to lay around. I'm not meant to sit around. I'm not meant to fail. I'm not meant to fall by the wayside. I'm not meant to be lazy. I'm meant to do something, to go somewhere, to do something all the time. That's what your body is for. That's what we're here on this planet for. And if you're listening to me right now and you're on a, on a show called Cure for the Common Life, that's what it's all about. Look at the common person. They never do stuff like this. But I'm here to tell you, this is something that you do repeatedly. I should say, as you do it repeatedly, you'll go further faster in your life. You'll improve on things. Unbelievably simple, simple exercise. And so I will say this, schedule it. 
Like I said, every time I talk to you, and we do these podcasts once a week, so every time I talk to you, I give something. And if you just do it for that week, yeah, I'm just talking about five, ten minutes of your day. It's geometric growth. One thing stacks on top of the other, stacks on top of the other. And a year from now, you look back and you'll go, well, this is amazing. Look at how far I've come. I used to do this. I used to do that. I used to be, you know, 50 pounds overweight, and now I'm exactly the weight that I want to. I used to be broke. I used to be this, and now I'm this. Reward yourself, and that'll keep you going forward. And then always remember that life is exactly what you dare to make it. And fortune, of course, fortune, my friends, always favors the bold. And the trick to life is to boldly step up. Get out of your own way. Eh, shall I say, get in your own way. Boldly stand in defiance to be in common. Boldly stand in defiance to being like everybody else the way that most people do. Boldly stand in defiance to the way that you used to do things. And boldly step up and dare to make your life magnificent. I'm Joseph McClendon III. Thank you so much for the gift of your time and your attention. Get out there and make it happen. I'm out. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of The Cure for the Common Life podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions or comments or any topic ideas you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at josephmcclendon.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you at the top.